scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. Are you serious? Oh, it's music on the intro. No, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't. I don't have any stories. So when, uh, that's, that's fine. We're literally just gonna pick up random shit. I love it. That we could just scroll through. This is great. Um, how, what did you? <laughs> what did you think of your first episode? Have you ever listened to it? My first episode? Yeah, we read... Okay. I listened so, to our first episode. We read... <laughs> oh, man. We read a random fucking story. Just a random shitty no sleep. And it was bad. And we kind of just laugh and move on. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and editing 77 has taught me that you really like... When you don't know what you're gonna get, and it's short and it's simple and it's to the point, which is why I think Search and Rescue mostly worked for you. True, true. Because it was just a everything was just themed about woods, but that was essentially short two two yeah, to four page yeah. stories. Mm. I also like when they're shitty. When y- they're short, you and like shitty. when they're shitty. Yeah, interesting. Oh, so so much. Interesting. So much. You would probably like any of the episodes we read Toast on. Toast is usually like a one, one page to four page source, mm-hmm. and that's like episodes with <laughs> a bunch of baby ducks and like Terry the Tickler and like people who I know are just gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah. But like, so like that's that's kind of cool. I think this is the first time we've like done that mm-hmm. since your first episode. There are, there are elements of it in maybe games with ghoulies or. Uh, when we did the Slenderman thing, <laughs> those were just like short stories, and we mostly just said like, "Why? That's stupid." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we probably sound like such assholes during the Slenderman special because we're just like, "We know Slenderman is better than this. These stories fucking <laughs> suck." <laughs> I actually like. I think now that I'm thinking about it, I like short, to the point, good stories, and I really like long, <laughs> like waste of time bad stories like like if you're doing a bad story and we're scrolling up and you go to the next page and there's a new next page of stuff on there when it was wrapping up i like i like chuckle like i can't i'm i'm filled with glee and because you're just like wow this is <laughs> all right this is insane <laughs> here it goes i'm just so excited that we have to read it it's like page. a roller coaster yeah it's like yeah. a roller coaster it's like schadenfreude right? for for both of us <laughs> like directed at both of us. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so the, okay, this is uh this is lots of pasta episode pasta. 87. 86. <laughs> 87. And we have Django Phillips here. Django. And um we uh we haven't seen you in a little while, but uh probably not going to see you again until the the 100th. Because you, you're gonna, do you think you're gonna have to cloister yourself away? I might, I might become a, I might go to a nunnery. Yeah. <laughs> you might become a hermit. I might stop having sex. You might, you might start leaving uh, box uh, like a uh, post office bombs all over like the country. I might like living in your cabin in the middle yeah. of the woods. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had a meeting with my uh, advisor yesterday. And he was like, listen, if you want to get into grad school, the number one thing you have to do is you have to stop having sex. And then he was like, now let me see that penis. And then 
Because it's, it's got to go. Yeah. It's got to go. It's a good, it was a good dream. <laughs> but what was the last dream I had? It was real fucking creepy out of nowhere. Like, there was a person at the foot of my bed. It was one of those dreams where it's like... Mm, that's you're, not fun. You're almost... Yeah, you're almost having a dream of what is happening either during that day or what might be tomorrow, and you're not quite sure if it's a dream or not, but then it slowly starts to get more ridiculous. Okay. I dreamt at one point that there was someone, like, in my bathroom while I was sleeping. This is a bad person? Or this I don't is, like, know. A, a naked lady? I don't remember. Uh, it was not a lady. It was a man. A naked man? It was... I don't think so. I think I was... Did he have his bathroom This is where it changes uh, attitude. Okay. It is heavily implied in the dream, from what I remember, that he was not taking a shower or washing his hands or simply standing in the bathroom. He was taking a shit. (laughs) But it was, like, in the dark, and he didn't want me to know. (laughs) And I'm, like, trying to sleep, and I'm, like, rolling over back and forth. And, like, I wake up. From the dream, like, in the morning. And I know that you're you're thinking, like, well, how do you know it was a dream? Right. How do you know someone's not taking a shit sure. in your... Well, <laughs> the truth about that is uh, my house is a fucking secure zone that I do walkthroughs of at night. Like a fucking museum keeper right. with, a, with a torch. Do you have a shotgun? That's, that's what they call flashlights. In, oh, in, in, bloody, in bloody old England. <laughs> in you bloody think that's where every England. museum is? Do you think every museum is the world, in the world is in England? <laughs> Why would you have to be English? So, I want, yeah, I do fucking key checks on my doors. And not only that, but I double lock. Like, I lock these doors, too. So it's... I'm, I'm going to level intense. And I'm going to say that it's only funnily ridiculous because it's so not true. And that's how sane I am. So saying, he'll fucking kill you. I was reading a lot of stuff about serial killers today. (laughs) 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 Which is why I giggled. Uh, Um, uh, For for listeners who don't know, I think we should mention, we record all of these episodes um, in (laughs) a sewer drain. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say this, the, uh, the... Northeastern PA state penitentiary. Yeah. Penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> All these people are just my visitors coming by to see me, and it's yeah. I'm gonna play like background jail noises of like closing and lights blaring. That'd be sick, yeah. Um, it's time to get off your stupid shit podcast. I'm trying to take a shit in the dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't think you'd go there. I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. prepared for you to bring it no, up I again so soon. I did. Um, it's called a. Yeah, whatever. So, there are a couple of things. Shit, you just reminded me. Oh, no. There's a couple of things that we gotta talk about. Really quick, can we start with something else? What's yes, up? good. What's up? Yeah. Uh, you were talking about your dream you had. I just realized that I have now infrequent sleep paralysis. Like all those people on the internet yeah. who are like, yeah, can't oh, yeah, move. documentary, the, the yeah. nightmare. Yes, exactly, right. I have that now, infrequently. And I used to have that. Now I have the version where you do see something weird scary oh, every fuck. time. I used to have the version where I just wake up and be like, oh, this is stupid. I can't move my body. But now I have the version where I wake up and I'm like, oh. What's that? That thing is a monster. Yeah. And then I just like look at it. And then it just like looks at me. So I'm not... This is me being inquisitive, not offensive. 
Good. What skin color is the monster? And I get that. That's a good question. That was, so that let's wasn't talk about where that. I was going. It's tanned. Sure. Yeah. I think it might be a Mediterranean monster. Okay. Like a gin. Like a like a like a gin? Oh, like a gin like yeah. a gin. Like a Mediterranean yeah, like a nice, spirit that grants wishes. Like a nice spirit, like a beef eater or like a London's dry. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It definitely could be. What I was gonna what I was gonna ask yes. was like me. How is it you differentiate sleep paralysis from just a regular old night terror? Well, same chemicals, same effect on the brain. Sure. One you wake up from, one you fall asleep during. Right. The only thing I, I know is different for me is that I do not remember, like, the majority of my nightmares. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if it's sleep paralysis, I'm always in my room. It's always totally normal, except for the monster. Like, I know sure. exactly who I am and whatever. But yeah. Okay. It's yeah. terribly lucid. Right. So, um, okay. The only reason I ask, and the mm-hmm. only reason I'm bringing it yeah. up, is because... Uh, Let us talk. Our friend Gestalt has talked about... We're reading Bedtime right now. A two-part called Bedtime. Yeah. Interesting. Um mm. We're reading something called Bedtime, which is a, a story about a kid, as he gets older, realizes his night terrors aren't night terrors, it's ghosts. Oh, okay. It's two-parter. I think the first part was 68, I want to say, and the second part is 75. So, really crazy story, but at one point, you know, I turned to him and I was just like, how, how are we so sure this narrator's reliable? Mm-hmm. You know, it could just be a kid having night terrors, sleep paralysis, you know, so it could be absolutely zero supernatural shit going on. And, yeah. you know, that's the conversation for the podcast. But what I'm, what I'm, my real life context is I once dated a girl for like, you know, and I slept in a bed next to her for like two years straight. And she was absolutely convinced that her night terrors was sleep paralysis. And there were times, there were times she would be screaming in her sleep and then wake up saying her mouth was glued shut and someone was in the room and she couldn't do anything. That's not good. Exactly. That's not good at all. So that's, that's just where I have to draw the line of like, well, how lucid were you? Is basically where the question always goes. So I'm glad to see that you're incredibly lucid. That's terrifying. Oh, absolutely. I don't like that. Absolutely. No, it's not fun. But that was the point I was getting to. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so uh, next... Fuck. I always realize when I'm holding my phone after I put my phone down. Come on. There were things I wanted to talk about. Specifically with you. So I'm just going to go through them. And save a couple things. And the first thing I'm going to bring up is, do you remember in fucking middle school when we were playing uh, PC horror games together, you showed me something called Scratches? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, of course I remember Scratches. Yeah. You remember how the entire... Okay, so precursors, uh-huh. precursor to Scratches... Oh, damn it. Preteen Django goes, this game is the fucking scariest. It is. No well, one, it was. No one knows how fucking scary this is. That's absolutely this true. This entire game, this entire game, you're like, 
you're like walking around this house and you're like trying to trying to find out things and trying to figure out the protagonist and oh man and this entire time you're hearing like scratches coming from the basement dude and like it's only when you're near certain like walls and certain rooms and it's and it gets louder and there are points where you're like wow like something something's here man and we're just like wow this is me and Tom Bombadil, by the way. <sighs> it's, and we're like, wow, yeah, fucking... this is super scary. Thanks for sharing it with us, Django. And we get through this entire, like, two-hour, like, bullshit point-and-click game before the ending cutscene comes out. And it is a CGI Jar Jar Binks early PlayStation-era monstrosity that Tom and I only take one look at each other before bursting out laughing because you were so fucking scared. Of this goddamn game. So, 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 as a point of explanation, right? I remember certain things. Okay, <laughs> as a as a point, just to explain myself, the not knowing is so much scarier than the knowing. So, which obviously, is an important tactic on the show, which is why I bring it up. Right. So, like the whole front, you know, three quarters of the game where you don't know what's in the basement. You're like, oh my god, it's like a hundred rats. Or like, oh my god, it's like this African spirit. Or like, oh my god, whatever. That's like pretty scary. I'll also say, practically, I know exactly, exactly what went on. Because there's more evidence to figure out what happened in that game. Oh, absolutely. That studio absolutely. sucks balls okay. at animating things. They yeah. can't animate anything. If you oh, play the rest of the game, the ending, the ending minute cutscene I'm talking about is a slow pan shot of a still model moving out of a door. Yeah, and it looks at you, <laughs> yeah. like staying like I'm holding my arms up in the same fashion as I just pivot my lower half, like a robot, like a robot. like a robot, yeah, but not creepy. As your protagonist retreats up basement stairs, yeah, and then the game ends with you like shutting the door to the basement, Abs- yeah. And then it's just like, well, he left. Obviously, at that point, he was like, Monsters no. just down there like, I just wanted to talk to uh, you. I just wanted uh, to share a few words. So, that, that's the only game that's in motion in the whole Scratch, only scratch. Means I'm hungry. Clarissa, come back downstairs. Why is it where are my Where are my crackers? <laughs> anyway. So, th- I'm getting to something. The next one that we started to lose trust on you with. Okay, so Scratches was an X. Scratch, scratches was an X. It was a blow to my credibility. All right, good. Got it. was it. Barrow, or Barrows. Oh. You're on an island, you're stranded in the woods, and there are low-lit paths you have to point and click walking from, and every once in a while, you'll see a giant fucking rock. Barrow Hill. Barrow Hill. Okay, <laughs> yes. And the rock will not only tell you to go fuck yourself, but there's kind of weird foresty noises in the background. And, and Tom and I just looked at each other like, we, we can't ever take this kid's opinion seriously <laughs> ever again. And for like 12 year olds, that's real fucking heavy, man. That had had such an imprint on our friendship that I was like, wow. This kid thinks amnesia is scary. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> can I? Can I talk? <laughs> You're up. We'll talk. The stones are are big. 
they are big rocks. And and in your defense, the game is incredibly lit for an early 2000s it is. game. It's good lighting. It, uh, at points, the candles on your pathway in between one point to another start to flicker. And just so that the audiences know... That's pretty fucking scary. I did not go back and rewatch either of these things. Okay. Because they are ingrained in my <laughs> fucking brain of being... So stupid. The stupidest fucking things you've ever made me care about. <laughs> okay, so the third thing, <laughs> the third thing I wanted to get to is the okay. turnaround. You had two X's, but you get your O. Oh, oh, redemption. After, after your last episode, in between the time we have last talked and this time right now, I have played through Firewatch. It's pretty good. Firewatch was fucking phenomenal. There you go. And the entire time, I thought of Search and Rescue stories. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's, it was tough to even say, because, you know, another thing happening tonight that I'm super excited for is the season finale of Channel Zero Season 3, um, Butcher's Block. So, um, context for timing of recording, stamping this date... I'm super excited for that sixth episode, also based off of the Search and Rescue stories. So I'm playing Firewatch while that show is going on, and I'm just editing our final episodes about Search and Rescue stories, and I'm just, like, really fucking into it. Super emotional. Um, You know, I've played the Telltale games. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to bring that up on a different episode and talk to someone else about that just because we should hop into some shit, but, um... I would put it up there with Telltale. You know, the the better Telltale games, like The Walking Dead or um, The Walking Dead. Yeah, I, the Back Wolf, to the Future. Wolf Among Us was good. I, I do own the Back, best, I do own back the to best the Future. Best Telltale game. Really? No, that's a joke for gamers. That's a joke. That's a gamer joke. I own it. I don't think it's terrible, but it definitely is. Worst. Is it the worst? Or it's the Cause worst Because I've, I've played most of them. Tales from the Borderlands is pretty good. Jurassic Park is pretty laughable. Wolf Among Us is great. The yeah. Batman one is good. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones one is just weird because there's this like uncanny valley thing going on. Yeah, the entire true. Time. Yeah, you kind of have to forget what you know about the show to play that one. Yeah. Whereas the Walking Dead one, it's like it's kind of more like the graphic novel than it's ever been like the show, which is great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah, as far as your video game opinion is concerned, uh, and I guess I could touch on it for a second. We, we talked about it on another episode, Touch but um, I'm also watching Super Best Friends. I like giving shout-outs to the streamers I follow. Super Best Friends is playing through um, Beyond Two Souls. Oh, okay. David Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just destroying it and him as a person. And it's really funny. It's a great watch. And I also watch Wrecker and Cartoons and H2O Delirious, just to give them a shout-out as well. Uh, they play Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th and a, and a bunch of other games that are really fun to watch. Um, but Super Best Friends and David Cage is really fucking funny. Yeah, that I was watching Wrecker before you got here. So <laughs> my favorite are bits that don't translate over. Those are my favorite. Like when we have an interaction. Oh, like here on the couch. That's that's yeah. That's my favorite. I have to end up cutting it. I love those. That happened in in your recent episode too. It was really funny. I had to kind of like. What were we we doing? 
but yeah, uh, we. Pl- the, I think the first time you and I really bonded, and we and we've talked about it other times, is like we played through a couple of Silent Hills. Yeah. We. I don't even think we ever finished any of them, but we just played them. Yeah. And uh, but we did get through all of and beat Heavy Rain. Right. Together. Right. Which is really funny because in my mind, and the way I remember it is that was really fun to do. And that was a fun game because it's kind of like seven. It's kind of, you know, interactive. Yeah. It was the first time I had done a motion game. I would, I would say it like a quick, uh, uh, reflex. Yeah. Quick time event. Quick time event game. Yeah. yeah. QTE. Yeah. And I've been really interested in the story. That's yeah. the first time that's happened. Yeah. Later that would happen with Telltale and Walking Dead. But you know, those, those games have made me fucking like cry. Or right. Just super sad. There's Heavy Rain, which now that I watched a couple clips of Super Best Friends playing it, because they did, mm-hmm. they, they play all three of the David Cage games, and they just destroy them yeah. each, each time. It's a pretty laughable, it's a pretty laughable game. It yeah, has not, it is. It, it has not aged well. It is, uh, no. You would say. Neither has the, the first one by the studio. Um, no. Indigo Prophecy. Absolutely no. not. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. I hadn't played that one before Heavy Rain. Okay. I ended up just watching a streamer play it years later. Mm. Yeah, I'm watching yeah, Beyond Two Souls right now. And that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> the ghost thing. And... I, don't, I did not enjoy my time with that game. Yeah, no. I kept playing just for the set pieces. <laughs> I, keep, I keep thinking about Geist. Mm-hmm. I liked Geist because, because you know what, Geist knew it was full of shit, yeah. and that's why I like Geist. Yeah. Beyond Two Souls tries to be a transformative experience, and it's so fucking ham-fisted. Uh, but yeah, what do you remember anything about Heavy Rain? Is oh, there yeah. any of what would what would you bring up if you could bring up if you could talk about anything Heavy Rain? Talk about it? what was oh really seriously between us, yeah. The the one thing the one thing we would have to talk about is that fucking glitch. Okay. That who's the kid's the kid's name? So obviously there's it's, a scene. It's either Sean or Jason. Yeah, that's right. So the, the scene is where he's in the mall and he's like Jason, <laughs> Jason. No, we definitely talked about that. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> the best one is there's a fucking glitch in the game where like the one of the last scenes before the end is like this action scene you're like waving a gun around and you're like chasing <laughs> this bad uh-huh, guy uh-huh. through this like cement factory mm-hmm. and if you fuck up like this one button press your character just goes Sean <laughs> and he goes Sean <laughs> Sean yeah, in the middle of action yeah, yeah in the yeah. middle of QTEs. you'll be like pointing a gun at somebody and his mouth will just go Sean <laughs> Sean and then, oh my god, for whatever reason, I don't know why they did this, the, the, the guys that made the game did the audio so that it's actually coming from where the character is in relation to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, like a film, that's the point. So, like, so like if he's on the other side of the cement factory, <laughs> you just hear... It echoes from down the fucking... From, like a guy shouting down a hallway... Like, really fucking funny. The other funny. characters are having a dialogue and in the background it's just, Sean! Mm-hmm. He's like tied up in rope <laughs> in like a cell that they're standing on top of putting a gun at each other <laughs> and you could just be yelling Sean, Sean from like the bottom of that cell. Sean! Yeah. 
Good times. Uh, man. That'd be good times. <laughs> so, if there's anything else you wanted to talk about, have you watched any horror movies lately? I watched one horror movie lately. Have you lately. had time? Uh, okay. Yes. So. Okay. Not horror movie, horror TV show. Sure. Not horror TV show like sitcom. Horror TV show like like miniseries. Not mm-hmm. horror TV show like that. Nah. Horror game show. Interesting. What? So like, there's been attempts. There's been like fear. Uh, I really liked um, a state of panic. A state of panic was fun. I like. I yeah. liked that. That, that was, was cool. one sci-fi was doing fun little. I really liked Chase. I liked Chase in a state of panic and the superhero reality show for like one season. Um, yeah, those that was a fun time for them. Chase was the real life video game one. BBC has decided that the most important parts of the formula for mm-hmm. a horror game show are ooh gross out spaghetti bowl at the high school haunted house mm-hmm. ooh it's brains <laughs> and dogs. Dogs. So they've made a game show, and they've stripped out all of the other horror tropes, and they just okay. have ooh spaghetti brains and dogs. Okay. You have to go into the forest. You have to be British, and you have to be really really trashy. You go into the forest in hot pants and say juicy on the ass, and you have to stick your hand into basically like a spaghetti brain bowl. Then you get a key, and then the announcer's like, "You, hey love, you got six hundred sixty-six pounds. You're gonna take it and run from dogs." And then you have to go and and you have to go to the starting line. There's a big barbed wire fence, and you all you have to do is outrun hounds, dogs, and then get to the finish line. And he's like, "Hey, all right, you got to check out." And then he's, he's you think he's English. He's actually Southern. He's actually he was oh, born okay. in Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. And then like that's it. That's the whole game show. What's it called? Release the hounds. Release the hounds. Release the hounds. And that's all you gotta do. You just gotta run really fast with a basket of cash on your back. Why the spaghetti? Every... The, we, I've seen so much of the show so far. I've seen one episode. Every... Every... Every task that they have these people do, it's like, you have to reach your hand into a scarecrow, or you have to reach your hand into a heart, or you have to reach your hand into a doll bed, or whatever. You just have to reach your hand into something gross. And then they're like... All right, you got 13,013 pounds. You're going to run to the end of the fence. What? You better. You goddamn better. Right. <laughs> yeah. The scooter. Catch a ride. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like I didn't add to it. I just repeated it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the point. Um, yeah. That sounds <clears throat> uh, really bad, but also really funny. Exactly. There are segments of Impractical Jokers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, there are segments of loser episode, like mm-hmm. loser parts of people having to do things like that. Yeah, I particularly remember Sal has several moments where he has to confront things he is physically afraid of, yep. and then then run from it yep. after confronting. It's a fun experience to it's watch fun people time. absolutely terrified for their lives. Yeah. We are one step closer. To a running man civilization of socio-political structure. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, it's I'm gonna so be good. ready for it. Once it's gonna be so much fun. On live TV. We're gonna have the best porn. Oh shit! Think about it. It's just gonna be like women with like enormous breasts and like someone just huge asses. That's with it. Your arms are going real wide. That's where it's gonna go to. Yeah, that's, that's where we're headed. That's the joke. It's gonna be great. Oh, because my so arms are big. Y- you were doing the thing with the arms again that don't 
carry over. Oh, they don't carry over to the. Oh, okay. Big, so, very big. Uh, we're gonna start with a rand. We're doing random stories, and we'll uh, and we'll probably joke about them or talk about them and get into whatever. Um, if your story's good, we're gonna fucking talk about it. <laughs> yeah, this first sucks. one. This first one's called Binary DNA. I'm I know bad. why I saved this for Gestalt, but we're gonna read it anyway. Oh wait, where's it from? Creepypasta. It's from Creepypasta. It is said when you what? Scover Scoopy Baba the movie. No. Frightful Fedicini. Scary Are you afraid of Alfredo? Why are you doing this? Because I hate myself. Ready? Yeah. Time. It is said when you take a picture of someone, you capture their soul in the camera. That's not true. Native Americans say that. We Na- source them. Natives directly. say that. Any any person any native engine. to any place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any casino owner and or Seven Eleven owner. Buying the sands. That's those are different natives. It is also. <laughs> it is also said that if you print it off, that Hate picture myself. contains the soul itself, and you can control them with it. Ah, some voodoo's. True. I'm not sure where to start. I would know where to start if this happened. You could start right there. Do you know what the primordial soup is? A vegetable ocean of elements. <laughs> a vegetable. Oh, veritable. A veritable ocean of elements. All I like vegetable soup. All floating around <laughs> now I'm hungry. randomly in vegetables. And through, thali- through millions of years in time, eventually the right set of random circumstances listen, came to pass. <laughs> Did you say thallions? <laughs> Like a mix of thousands of millions. Uh, yeah. I was on the uptake on that one. So that, oh, that didn't oh. come out. <coughs> oh, I laughed so much it hurt. You're dead. Yeah, Captain <laughs> Death. You're dead. <coughs> Through millions of, <laughs> of years, years of, of time, time, eventually the right set of circumstances came to pass, and the elements were able to connect together and form the world's first single cell organism. Yeah, that's how it worked. Now, it's a really boiled-down version of it, but I'm sure you get the gist of it. Fast forward a few billion years to the early 1990s, when the internet use began to rapidly accelerate. Whoa, cool. Every home had a computer. Oh, this is going to be about the interwebs. This is going to be about Y2K. Every home had a computer, and new connections between computers were opening on a by-the-second basis. Trillions of bytes of data began to transfer around the world at the speed of light, music, text, sent. No. Sext. That's not how you punctuate that sentence. Music, text, sound. At most importantly. The speed of light, colon, music, text, sound. Oh, yeah, yeah that is how God you do it. damn. Light is not the thing in Learn this travel. fucking punctuation. That's the speed of Exactly. Which. God damn. It's prepositional also. And most importantly, pictures. Now, if when you take a picture of someone and capture their soul, what happens when that picture is converted to data and placed on a hard drive? Everyone shares the soul. Hmm. It's in the cloud. Does the soul follow? 15 years later, we believe so. We believe that when you take a picture of someone and upload it onto your computer, alongside the image data, a blueprint of the person's soul itself is imprinted on the file itself. So you you work with code? I do. You pick up a lot of soul? Uh, This is absolutely 100% accurate. So far. I'm not talking about the the R&B music you listen to. No, for Java. Not for C++. This okay. is different. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, different sense. kind of functions. Look at your pictures folder. How many souls reside in that folder alone? Mm-hmm. That's just the beginning, though. These soul blueprints each retain pieces of puzzle, parts of the soul itself as well. Recently, a group of hackers, who refer to themselves as the Cardinals... That, from the NFL. 
from the NHL, took an interest in this theory, and began experiments. They found anomalies within he the did binary. Bunny ears for experiments. I, I was a cardinal. Oh, you were a cardinal. I was a lazy cardinal. <laughs> I didn't get that. They found anomalies within the binary sequences of images based on similar features of the person they had taken a picture of. A binary DNA, if you that will. That was the title. I don't think I ever said it. This is, Bi- this is, this binary, is binary DNA, DNA by Stephen King. Name drop. Now, these hackers had come to possess Did a set... Stephen King? He wrote this. A set of three extremely important data files. One AVI, one JPEG, and one Impetra. Each of which... No, that one's a dot .mp3. You could say that one correctly. The others are just words. Dot .mp3. Thank you. <laughs> Each of which possessing interesting, unexplainable qualities. The first, cradleop.avi. Is it dot... Do you say avi? Yeah, yeah. You, say you say the file. Hmm. Avi. The first... JPEG is J... Uh, JPEG, yeah. Peg. But not JPEG. So then where do you draw the line? Interesting. The first, cradle.avi depicts what appears to be a group of teenagers with a low-quality video camera exploring the basement of a house. The quality of the video is distorted completely beyond any comprehensibility, and the video is very low quality. For most of the video, the camera is passed around the group, handed back and forth, and jerked around too much to make anything noticeable out. He says several things that don't sound particularly great in context about watching a video on the internet in that last sentence. Handed back and forth, jerked around The first one to finish on the candle has to eat the candle. Yeah. Yeah. But near the end, the camera turns at an odd angle, and you can semi-clearly make out a young girl standing in the corner facing Scott the wall. <laughs> you can I really thought it was gonna be like you can have a semi. Her hair is long and black and she is wearing some form of white dress. You only see her for a split second, but many people who have seen the video claim there just seems something wrong with her. A bit deformed, not in any way anyone can explain. They're just watching uh, old Alanis Morissette music videos. <laughs> it's a candle and she's in the background and she's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're me. <laughs> yeah. In a theater. Yes. <laughs> Let's tell the rest of the story. <laughs> but the truly peculiar property of this video is what happens to the user's computer at the end of it. On the last screen of the video, if not already so, the video will force full screen itself. That's interesting. Wow. Along with this, you are left with a one second looping clip of a window and a wall. It loops 15 times, and then the girl is seen again, standing on the other side of the window with her back to the viewer, slowly wavering back and forth. After a few minutes, the video ends and the user's computer permanently shuts down. Next, AOL chat comes up and... Clippy and, and says... And it goes, bink! And it goes, seven days. <laughs> and Clippy then asks you if you would like to save or print out this message. Inspection has shown that the entire registry becomes completely corrupt, requiring the user to do a total wipe and reinstall. Hmm. Interesting. The second file is known as needles.mp3. This sound file, when played... Wait, that was it? That was all we got? That's Candle AVI. I thought it was Cradle. That's Cradle AVI. <laughs> Whatever. That's <laughs> Cookie AVI. Yeah. It's four guys and a cookie. Uh-huh. AVI. The second file is known as needles.mp3. Great. This sound file, when played, plays for about three minutes. It's a sound. It is extremely distorted. One can occasionally make out some form of voice talking, but most of the sound is some form of growling, rolling, crackled, roar. What do needles sound like, Django? Ching, ching. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. That's racist. <laughs> oh, that's what they sound like. 
users, users who listen to this file often experience extreme nausea and loss of balance for a brief period of time. Fine. The final file is known as BurningMan.jpg. It was an image I tried to get them to get rid of. It was when I went to Burning Man like 10 years ago and I was like really just fucking out of it, man. I loved the image, but it's just not something like, you know, I want my like, mom finding on like Facebook, you know? The file name has nothing to do with what the actual picture depicts. No, that's the point. I don't want anyone to see that shit. It was on so much mescaline. <laughs> if you look at this sideways, you can see humanity. <laughs> Fuck you. Instead, it just displays a haphazard mess of overlaid and meshed images of dolls in a hallway. There also seems to be an image of a man standing with his head cast down in the background, but the image is too distorted to make anything out, much like the other files. What am I supposed to do with all these fucking dolls? I ordered 15, there's 45 here. I come here. home and there are just dolls Amazon's everywhere. not going to take 15 dolls back? The image, when downloaded and opened on a user's desktop, will proceed to stay permanently open on whatever program it is open through. Not only that, the program becomes disabled. Nothing else happens. The image just permanently sits there on your desktop, unclickable, unminimizable, and you're just left there with the man's invisible gaze staring at you. From what the gooper of hackers were able to discern, this file seems to have precompiled into the data something along the lines of CMDAO. Yet, as complex as in and intricate as the program is, it works across all OS platforms, no one knows who the original creator is. In fact, few people have heard of it, as the file is uncopyable nor sendable. This, in fact, further adds to the mystery, as often receivers of this file will obtain it from random anonymous emails, posted on forums on a download link, posing the question, how was that poster able to upload it? What? What? If you see any of these files, refrain from downloading any of them. They all have varying detrimental effects on your computers, from practically taking out your whole registry corrupting System 32, freezing your mouse, or crashing your computer. Now onwards. This group of hackers, the Cardinals, took to analyzing these three files and comparing their odd behaviors. Is the glasses push implied? Absolutely. Now onwards. Each group of hackers, the Cardinals, they had heard of other such odd files, images, data, etc., but were never able to get their hands on them. At least as far as we know, the rumor states they in fact were able to locate and collect all of the known files like the original smile.jpg, barbie.jpg, and even suicidemouse.avi. So correction to that is <clears throat> barbie.avi we read on episode 24. Mm -hmm. Barbie.avi, uh, series of videos, you can find them on YouTube. Weird, weird interview. The story is um really, really cool, really intricate. Uh, we're going to read, I I'm going to read Smile Dog next, but um... Um, Smile JPEG might be the man. Have you seen this man? And it's yeah. just the yeah. eyebrows. Mm -hmm. um, Suicide Mouse we read with Disco Dracula on episode. I want to say it's 30 something. I don't quite remember. There have been many episodes, but it's it's a disco episode because he was totally into that. He's, he's the lost episode guy. Right. Um, but yeah, then the next sentence is talking about the grifter, so we might have to go to that, too. Ooh, okay. Just to give these short stories context. Yeah. Not even the grifter was able to escape their grasp, rumor states. But rumor also states the grifter video even exists, but that's another story. Mm -hmm. And a better one at that. <laughs> than this, yes. Correct. Nonetheless, all these files in hand, the group aligned the files up and began to meticulously work through the binary, one, zero, slash, one at a time, 
checking for similar strains and series of binary that matched. They're looking at the binary DNA. <gasps> they did manage Shit. to successfully Such do so. Such a good episode to do with you, now that I see that. No, yeah, I right? Continue. Oh, yeah. Continue. Yeah, I'm loading up. And they did manage to successfully do so. At least, legend states. The result was seven individual execute files that did nothing. Simply a gibberish piles of zeros and ones. They endlessly puzzled over the files, each tackling an executable each. They decided to name them after themselves. Lust, gluttony, greed, envy, sloth, wrath, and pride. At last, they attempted to line the files up. Remarkably, something odd happened. The copies of the files quite suddenly meshed together. The result was a single complete executable, already named. Barely breathing. Daddy I'm barely breathing and I can't find the air Don't know what I'm hitting, imagining you care And I can stand here weeping, who for another day Don't suppose and pros, suppose to pros, to pros The price that I'm paid But I'm making it over anyway Duck and cheek Yeah, good shit Right? And what of this file? Well, not much else is known after that point. They were too smart to just execute it. They analyzed the file every possible way. Hex, binary conversions, anything to figure out what this odd file would do. This guy is just literally, every sentence he finds a way to make, make it like he's saying the sentence five different ways. Every fucking sentence. To no avail. With no success. Unsuccessfully. Even after forming it together, it was an even, even bigger jumble of ones and zeros, and made no more sense than the second executables. They backed the file up on a flash drive and proceeded to run it. That was the last command found run on their destroyed computers a week later. Their corpses, <laughs> corpses had been disfigured beyond recognition. Description of the corpses stated that it was almost as if they had been brutally slashed across their faces and arms. Every square inch of skin that had been bare had been mutilated, almost microwaved, and then sliced repeatedly by a micro-thin razor. That time he decided to just say different sentences one after another <laughs> about the same thing. So he spent a little <laughs> bit too much time on no each idea. And now he's going through. <laughs> the government attempted to hush up the event, but there was some media leakage. And because the Cardinals had been keeping a blog amongst themselves and a few close friends... <laughs> the NFL. <laughs> it's a fucking Tumblr. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I knew about sports so that I can make the joke better, but sadly, I, I, I don't. Oh, car- oh, the Cardinals are in the NFL. I got it. Yeah. You know they're not. Aren't they? No. Not anymore? No, they never were. They're a baseball team. Are they a baseball team? Yeah. Oh, okay. Word. I, did, are they a baseball team? I thought they were a football team. Hold on. I'm... Ah, oh, god damn it. You've got to take it to the Google. You keep... You keep... You keep. <sighs> Bud, old pal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say baseball. I don't fucking know. Either. That's fine. You're probably right. But there was some media leakage, and because the Cardinals had been keeping a blog amongst themselves and a few close friends and their th- ten thousand followers, it quickly spread out, as per what they had been attempting to accomplish. And if it was or was not related to their terrible deaths, and what of the flash drive? A friend who knew of its existence later checked the home of the group and was unable to find it. Baseball. According to reports, the drive was found in the pocket of one of the group and had been taken into custody by police and then simply vanished. The trail continues on. Far more, though. The file resurfaces every few weeks around the globe. Governments attempt to cover it up, but some media leaks out, of course. Look to the news for people mutilated in their own homes by a murderer, their computer stolen, etc. If you ever get a cryptic email with an attachment labeled barelybreathing.exe, 
fuck's sake, do not open it. But if you find an attachment labeled Barely Breathing MP3. Definitely open it. Oh my god, open Listen it. Listen to it several times. Oh my god, put it on your Spotify. Yeah. It's gonna be us. Duncan Sheik is great. He's um, kind of really He's the composer of my my favorite musical, which is Hamilton. Great. Yeah. 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 That's humble the, beginnings. That's the title. To big nope, to not that's humble not, beginnings. I didn't want the definition of the That story was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, a nice way of of saying that sentence. Um, <laughs> and I can't find my bear. <laughs> um, let's see how long Grifter is. Oh fuck you, Grifter's here. The Grifter. Oh no. It's saying. Uh, it's saying Grifter isn't. Oh, as maybe. soon as you download the story of the Grifter, it deletes itself from fuck. your computer. No, I did have the... It infects you with a neurovirus. Grifters and toast. I'm going to oh, open up God. toast. Open up toast. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Fuck this, dude. We read a little bit of toast on your last episode. This is a, This is another creepypasta. Let's just get them out of the way. Uh, real, real easy, real simple. This is another, like, computer-ish related one, I guess, your first story was. Um, we'll, we'll do a couple of these, and then we'll do some more random shit. It's also a creepypasta. I first met in person with Mary E. in the summer of 2007. I had arranged with her husband of 15 years, Tadence, to see her for an interview. Mary had initially agreed, since I was not a newsman, but rather an amateur writer, gathering information for a few early college assignments and, if all went according to plan, some pieces of fiction. We scheduled the interview for a particular weekend when I was in Chicago on unrelated business, but at that last moment, Mary changed her mind and locked herself in the couple's bedroom, refusing to meet with me. For half an hour, I sat with Tadence as we camped outside the bedroom, I listening and taking notes while he attempted fruitlessly to calm his wife. The things Mary said made little sense but fit with the pattern I was expecting, though could not see her. I could tell from her voice that she was crying, and more often than not, her objections to speaking with me centered around an, an incoherent diatribe on her dreams. Her nightmares. Tadence apologized profusely when we ceased the exercise, and I did my best to take it in stride, recall that I wasn't a reporter in search of a story, but merely a curious young man in search of information. Besides... I thought at the time I could perhaps find another similar case if I put my mind and resources to it. Mary E. was the sysop for a small Chicago-based bulletin board system in 1992 when she first encountered Smile.jpg and her life changed forever. She and Terence had been married for only five months. Mary was one of an estimated 400 people who saw the image when it was posted as a hyperlink on the... BBS, though she is the only one who has spoken openly about the experience. The rest have remained anonymous or are perhaps dead. In 2005, when I was only in 10th grade, Smile.jpg was first brought to my attention by my burgeoning interest in web-based phenomena. Mary was the most often cited victim of what is sometimes referred to as Smile.dog. The being Smile.jpg 
or JPG, is reputed to display. What caught my interest, other than the obvious macabre elements of the cyber legend and my proclivity towards such things, was the sheer lack of information, usually to the point that people don't believe it even exists other than as a rumor or hoax. Have you seen Smile Dog? Yeah. Yeah. The dog with the big old smile. It's pretty hard to miss. Yeah. But people even claim that that's not the original Smile Dog image. That's not the safe image. Yeah. The originals. Terrible. Yeah. It's it's not a dog. It's a cat. In the original image. It's not smiling. It's eating Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Chicken and there's like a black guy right next to the cat going, that's my Chick-fil-A. And then he's like looking. Like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I like that that doesn't carry over either. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to try and hit 20 before the end of the episode. It is unique because, though the entire phenomenon centers on a picture file, that file is nowhere to be found on the internet. Certainly many photo-manipulated sim- simulacra litter the web, showing up with the most frequency on sites such as ImageBoard, 4chan, particularly the dash x dash focused paranormal subboard. It is suspected that these are fakes because they do not have the effect the true smile.jpg is believed to have, namely sudden onset temporal lobe epilepsy and acute anxiety. This purported reaction in the viewer is one of the reasons the phantom like smile.jpg is regarded with such disdain, since it is patently absurd. Though, depending on whom you ask, the reluctance to acknowledge SmileJPEG's existence might just as much out of might be just as much out of fear as it is out of disbelief. Neither SmileJPEG nor Smile.dog is mentioned anywhere on Wikipedia, though the website features articles on such others, perhaps more scandalous shock sites as Hello.jpg or Two Girls One Cup. Any attempt to create a page pertaining to Smile JPEG is summarily deleted by any of the encyclopedia's many an- admins. You know, Hello.jpg, the the guy stretching open his butthole. The butthole? Yeah. 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 Nice. Encounters with Smile JPEG are the stuff of internet legend. Mary E's story is not unique. There are unverified rumors of Smile JPEG showing up in the early days of. Usenet, and even one persistent tale that in 2002, that was a word, 2002, a hacker flooded the forums of humor and satire websites, something awful, with a deluge of smile dog pictures, rendering almost half the forum's users at the time epileptic. Isn't that a nightmare? Mm-hmm. It is also said that in the mid to late 90s that SmileJPEG circulated on Usenet and as an attachment of a chain letter with a subject line, SMILE! GOD LOVES YOU! Yet despite the huge exposure these stunts would generate, there are very few people who admit to having experienced any of them and no trace of the file or any link has ever been discovered. Those who claim to have seen SmileJPEG often weakly joke that they were far too busy to save a copy or the picture on their hard drive. However, all alleged victims offer the same description of a photo. A dog-like creature, usually described as appearing similar to a Siberian husky, illuminated by the flash of a camera, sits in a dim room, the only background detail left is visible being a human hand extending from the darkness near the left side of the frame. The hand is empty but it is usually described as beckoning. Of course, most attention is given to the dog or dog creature, as some victims are more certain than others about what they claim to have seen. The muzzle of the beast is reputedly split 
and a wide grin, revealing two rows of very white, very straight, very sharp, very human-looking teeth. This is, of course, not a description given immediately after viewing the picture, but rather a recollection of the victims who claim to have seen the picture endlessly repeated in their mind's eye during the time they are, in reality, having epileptic fits. These fits are reported to continue indeterminably, often while the victim sleeps, resulting in very vivid and disturbing nightmares. These may be treated with medication, though in some cases it is more effective than others. Mary E., I assumed, was not on effective medication. That was why after my visit to her apartment in 2007, I sent out feelers to several folklore and urban legend-oriented news groups, websites, and mailing lists, hoping to find the name of a supposed victim of SmileJPEG who felt more interested in talking about his experiences. For a time, nothing happened, and at length I forgot completely about my pursuits since I had begun my freshman year of college and was quite busy. Mary contacted me via email, however, near the beginning of March 2008. I just, I, I wanted the emails to just be like, dick at blowme.com. Or like, Ever, I love cats for. Avril Lavigne. At Hotmail. Skaterboy at Hotmail.com. Sk Skaterboy. Skaterboy. And then the, the signature always says, let's crash them all. <laughs> Last summer's interview... Dear Mark L. Is this Terrence? <clears throat> no, this is from this is Mary, Mary to Jamal. I am incredibly sorry about my behavior last summer when you came to interview me. I hope you understand that it was no fault of yours, but rather my own problems that's led me to act out as I did. I realized that I could have handled the situation more decorously. However, I hope you will forgive me at the time I was afraid. You see, for 15 years, I have been haunted by SmileJPEG. SmileDog comes to me in my sleep every night. I know that sounds silly, <laughs> but it is true. There is an ineffable quality about my dreams, my nightmares, that makes them completely unlike any dreams. Well, I have to keep talking like this. Oh, I don't know why you chose that. <laughs> I do not move. I do not speak. My name is Django Phillips. I simply look ahead, and the only thing ahead of me is the scene from that horrible picture. I see the beckoning hand, and I see Smile Dog. It talks to me. It is not a dog, of course, though I am not quite sure what it really is. It tells me it will leave me alone if only I do as it asks. All I must do, it says, is read. <laughs> I wish I could do a, a better Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Is that what you're yeah. going for? <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I would say spread the word. In Scooby-Doo's voice? In Scooby-Doo voice. Uh, I'll, I'll... You, you can put it in post. Maybe. Yeah. You can just Photoshop Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That'll translate well. Yeah. That is how it phrases its demands. Spread the word. And I know exactly what it means. It wants me to show it to someone else. And I could. The week after my incident, I received in the mail a manila envelope with no return address. Inside was only a three and a half inch floppy diskette. <laughs> that was, I thought that was funny. Without having to check, I knew precisely what was on it. Well, did you check? Because <laughs> like no, it, he knew precisely. It could, but it could have been something no. else. No. All right. I thought for a long time. 
about my options. I could show it to a stranger, a co-worker, I could even show it to Tadence. As much as the idea disgusted me. And what would happen then? Well, if Smile Dog kept its word, I could sleep. Yet if it lied, what would I do? And who was to say something worse would not come for me if I did as the creature asked? So I did nothing for 15 years, though I kept the diskette hidden among my things. Every night for 15 years, Smile Dog has come to me in my sleep and demanded that I spread the word. For 15 years, I've stood strong, though there have been hard times. Many of my fellow victims on the BBS ward, where I first encountered Smile JPEG, stopped posting. I heard some of them committed suicide. Others remained completely silent, simply disappearing off the face of the web. They are the ones I worry about the most. I sincerely hope you will forgive me, Mr. L, but last summer, when you contacted me and my husband about an interview, I was near the breaking point. I decided I was going to give you the floppy of the diskette. I did not care if Smile Dog was lying or not, I wanted it to end. You were a stranger, someone I had no connection with, and I thought I would not feel sorrow when you took the diskette as part of your research and sealed your fate. Before you arrived, I realized what I was doing was plotting to ruin your life. I could not stand the thought, and in fact I still cannot. I am ashamed, Mr. L, and I hope that this warning will dissuade you from further in investigation of Smile JPEG. You may in time encounter someone who is, if not weaker than I, then wholly more depraved, someone who will not hesitate to follow Smile Dog's orders. Stop while you are still whole. Sincerely, Mark E. Er, Mary. 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 Mark E. Mark, e. Mark, Mark. And the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Sincerely, Mary. Tadence contacted me later that month with the news that his wife had killed herself. While cleaning up the various things she'd left behind. Brains. <laughs> Closing email accounts and the like. He happened upon the above message. He was a man in shambles. He wept as he told me to listen to his wife's advice. He found the diskette, he revealed and burned it until it was nothing but a stinking pile of blackened plastic. The part that most disturbed him, however, was how the diskette had hissed as it melted like some sort of animal, he said. Or, uh, like... Or like a disc might... Do, like if there's do. air underneath the plastic. It's plastic. It might go... It might crackle. Yeah. Like fire... Like a dog. Often Like does. a barking dog. Yeah. I will admit that I was a little uncertain about how to respond to this. At first I thought perhaps it was a joke, with the couple belated playing with the situation in order to get a rise out of me. A quick check of several Chicago newspaper online obituaries, however, proved that Mary E. was indeed dead. There was, of course, no mention of suicide in the article. I decided that, for a time at least, I would not further pursue the subject of Smile JPEG, especially since I had finals coming up at the end of May. But the world has odd ways of testing us. Almost a full year after I'd returned from my disastrous interview with Mary E., I received another email. Subject, smile. Hello, I found your email address through a mailing list. Your profile said you are interested in Smile Dog. I have saw it it is not as bad as everyone says I have sent it to you here. Just spreading the word. Smiley face. The final line chilled me to the bone. According to my email client, there was one file attached called, naturally, SmileJPEG. 
I considered downloading it for some time. It was most likely a fake. I imagined, and even if it weren't, I was never wholly convinced of Smilejpeg's particular powers. Mary E.'s account had shaken me, yes, but she was probably mentally unbalanced anyway. After all, how could a simple image do what Smilejpeg was said to accomplish? What sort of creature was it that could break one's mind with only the power of the eye? And if such things were patently absurd, then why did the legend exist at all? If I downloaded the image, if I looked at it, and if Mary turned out to be correct, if Smile Dog came to me in my dreams demanding I spread the word, what would I do? Would I live my life as Mary had, fighting against the urge to give it until I died, or would I simply spread the word, eager to put the rest? And if I chose the latter route, how could I do it? Whom would I burden? in turn. If I went through with my earlier intention to write a short article about Smile JPEG, I decided I could attach it as evidence, and anyone who read the article, anyone who took interest, would be affected. And even assuming the Smile JPEG attached to the email was genuine, would I be capricious enough to save myself in that manner? Could I spread the word? Yes. Yes, I could. He had to ask himself, will I be capricious enough uh-huh. to spread the word? Yes. And he said yes. Yes, I would. I would be that capricious. I love capricious. Real good with vodka. So, um... You've seen the image. Mm-hmm. What what were your thoughts on the story behind it? Uh, it was better. <laughs> it was be- it was definitely better than binary DNA. It uh, it's still it is still accurately described as patently absurd. I think at the end of the day, um, yeah. The image would have to be a GIF of some kind to give anyone epilepsy. I imagine. I don't. I don't believe. Oh, a, that, that. I thing. don't believe a single yeah. image of a no. dog could even jokingly give someone epilepsy. I don't even think you can give someone epilepsy. I think they have epilepsy. You could trigger. Oh, epilepsy. you could trigger an ep- um, a, yeah. epileptic shock. That's that's more what I mean. Mm, uh, I'm okay. trying not to. That was I got phrased you. incorrectly. I got you. Because of the yeah, drugs. I agree. It would have to be a, a, a uh, choosy kids. Choose, choose. Well, at the same time, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not saying it that way because the story very much says that even if you don't have epilepsy, Gave them epilepsy. It, the image will fuck you. Fuck you in up. some way. I like it more that the image would make you go crazy and want to kill yourself. That's that's a better that makes story yeah. than the epileptic shock. I guess that's just how the coroners would describe a dead body though. So who's to say, you know, if they were actually having an epileptic seizure while looking at the image. Who listen, knows? Listen. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm not a Sherlock. I never went to med school. I didn't finish high school. I've never read a book. I've never seen a sunrise, you know? I've never ate Chipotle. I don't know. I don't think anyone eats Chipotle. I I think they experience it. Yeah. All of it at once. The whole Chipotle. Um, Do you want to read Gateway of the Mind or do you want to read Grifter? Grifter is the other internet-based shorty. Just, okay. do, just do Grifter. Okay, I'm going to do it. Now, this is going to be from Toast. This is going to be noticeably shorter. But this... yeah. Have you heard of Grifter to get into it? Um, it's one of the earlier creepypastas. It's about a snuff film. No. Okay. Take it away, Grifter. Toast. 
It was posted back in 2007, 2008, under some foreign link. The OP basically posted the link stating how fucked up it was. It was real grainy. From what I remember, it showed strange images, like a bathtub full of writhing maggots, haunting paintings from old times melting, random forests, flashing colors, text in a different language, from what I remember. All a strange voice played, which sounded like a strange murmur. If you've seen that There Is Nothing video, it was like that voice, but more indistinguishable. Okay, this might not be what I remember. I thought Grifter was um, a snuff film that got around for a while. That was the one... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then the... Then the graininess lifted a little, and there was a video of a small puppy being held up by its neck. That's sad. It was moving, like, in pain, but its cries were like a human child's. It then cut to a nursery with lots of cradles. All the children were still in the cots, presumed dead. It walked over to one of the cots, and one of the newborns raised up a little, began to cry, and bled from the eyes and mouth. Uh-huh. The, the length of that sentence... Yes. Is there were several of, d- of grammatical of errors. The whole... The I, per- I particularly a fan of craddles. You corrected <laughs> cradles, craddles, but it lots was craddles. Nursery with lots of craddles, and this sentence literally has a hundred words in it. Yes. Okay. Then another shot of a basement, like the original picture, with a malformed hand disappearing into a bloodstain. Lastly, it showed more text. Someone stated, it said, Your race is one that is dying with an image of a plant rotting very quickly, close-ups of corpses. I'm going to go back really quick. Your race is actually the U-R contraction, yes. not the your possessive spine. And what I can only describe is real cases of exorcism and a demonic possession, which clearly have never been seen outside the said country of origin. While this scene plays, uh, here scene is not the scene like a scene, but scene like with the eyes, plays... That voice that was talking fairly calmly breaks out into screams of intense pain and suffering, which is just as deeply chilling as the initial shock. I think this story was Google translated. I think this story was written by someone who's trying to write the story, but badly. And then there was blood everywhere. Reading the quick... Okay, so it seems like... It seems like this wasn't a story. It seems like this was a 4chan... No, this was a dash, dash x dash series of pictures with things of the, the screen titles of the video. Oh, okay. But a conversation having happening on Reddit. So I'm going to read the quick wiki thing about yeah. it. The Grifter is an alleged video that was first mentioned somewhere on 4chan's dash x dash image board. Watching it is said to be soul-rending experience, far more horrible than anything anyone can imagine. The image on the right is said to contain screenshots of some of the scenes in the video. The few that have watched it said to have been killed in their own homes with only one thing in common, a strange doll hidden somewhere in their homes. There is a message at the end of the video uh, in the constructed international auxiliary language Esperanto and says this child now a young man is still alive and lives in a local shelter whose name was not given he never spoke and still is catatonic I think that's really weird what the fuck that's really fucking weird did you say the people that have the people of Washington have said that they died. Yeah, and that, that people find them dead in their fucking house. How can the people say that they died? Essentially, the story uh, fucking kills you, or the video fucking kills you. Esperanto is a made-up language. It's an invented language by nerds in the 50s. Great. Check that out. Not a natural language. Mm. I speak fluent Esperanto. It uh, it explains 4chan 
a little bit. It's yeah, basically yeah. Um, man, your stories have just sucked ass. I I love it. I love you like it when stories suck ass. The Grifter. I just wish it was longer. That's all. She, I, you know, it, that that was kind of sad because I actually like I've heard so much about the Grifter on random creepypastas that I actually imagined there would be a story for it, but it doesn't seem that could have been like like a, there is. I think it's just a th- I think it's just a thing that could have been a. It's uh, just a video that yeah. went around. There is no story. People wrote stories based off the video, but the, the the thing that makes it scary is the fact that it's an actual video. Right. Weird. Uh, this next story, which is probably not related to the rest of the things we've been reading, because who cares, is called Gateway of the Mind. And it's a creepypasta. In 1983, a team of deeply pious scientists conducted a radical experiment in an undeclosed facility. The scientists had theorized that a human without access to any senses or ways to perceive stimuli would be able to perceive the presence of God. They believed that the five senses clouded our awareness of eternity. I'm pretty aware of that with my depression, thanks. And without them, a human could actually establish contact with God by thought. An elderly man who claimed to have nothing left to live for was the only test subject to volunteer. Fuck, I volunteer fucking Katniss from Hunger Games. To purge him of all his senses. The scientists performed a complex operation called Let Me Take Off Your Skin and Your Ears and Your Nose Bone. (laughs) I read that line. Uh, In which every sensory nerve connection to the brain was surgically severed. So we kind of just vegetable on a slab. Although the test subject retained full muscular function, never mind, he's no longer... He's a meatball. (laughs) He could not see, hear, taste, smell, or feel. With no possible way to communicate with or even sense the outside world, he was alone with his thoughts. Scientists monitored him as he spoke aloud about his state of mind in jumbled, slurred sentences that he couldn't even hear. (laughs) After four days, the man claimed to be hearing hushed, unintelligible voices in his head. Why are... Assuming it was an onset of psychosis, the scientists paid little attention to the man's concerns. We're doing a spearmint here, man! Two days later, the man cried that he could hear his dead wife speaking with him. And even more, he could not communicate. He could. No, and even more, he could communicate back. The scientists were intrigued, but were not convinced. Until the subject started naming dead relatives of the scientists. He repeated personal information to the scientists that only their dead spouses and parents would have known. I remember that time when you locked yourself in your room and you and you were playing with your, your little sister's Barbie dolls and you were you were 
your mom, your mom thought you were gay. <laughs> the story is wow. I mean, no one oh else would God. know that. He repeated person. I read that line. <laughs> At this point, a sizable portion of scientists left the study. Fuck that. This is a great story, by the way. After a week of conversing with the deceased through his thoughts, the subject became distressed. Only then. If you have a baby, and the baby's asleep, and you want to wake up the baby, take your headphones right now and put your headphones in these babies here. I think your baby will be smarter. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I think your baby will turn out all right. In every waking moment, his consciousness was bombarded by hundreds of voices that refused to leave him alone. All he wanted to- he wanted to fucking die. He said, take off my fucking skin and kill me. Just fucking- I don't care what you do. I have nothing left to live for. I should have died years ago. He frequently threw himself against the wall, trying to elicit a pain response. He begged the scientists for sedatives he could, so he could escape the voices by sleeping. This tactic worked for three days until he started having severe night terrors. The subject repeatedly said that he could see and hear the deceased in his dreams. Only a day later, the subject began to scream and claw at his non-functional eyes, hoping to sense something in the physical world. The hysterical subject now said the voices of the dead were deafening and hostile, speaking of hell and the end of the world. At one point, he yelled, No heaven, no forgiveness, for five hours straight. No heaven, no forgiveness, no heaven. Yeah, I'm not doing that. He continually begged to be killed, but the scientists were convinced that he was close to establishing contact with God. Contact with God, yo. After another day, the subject could no longer form coherent sentences. Seemingly mad, he started to bite off chunks of flesh from his. I thought they took off his fucking skin. How else would he? Oh, is the brain no thing. like like. I flesh. just like the idea like of him taking his skin off. Yeah, the scientists. No, like not not skin, like muscle. No, but we missed that point. Is that it was they were severing brain and smile yeah, contact, yeah. so you wouldn't be able to feel yeah, senses. Yeah. Not the actual idea yeah. of removing his skin. No, but they did take his skin. I would like that. No, but they did take a skin. I'm telling you I in don't this story. They took a skin. You. Okay, I'm telling you right now. The scientist rushed in the test chamber and restrained him to the table so he could not kill himself. After a few hours of being tied down, the subject halted his struggling and screaming. He stared blankly at the ceiling as his teardrops silently streaked across his face. For two weeks, the subject had to be manually rehydrated due to constant crying. Don't feel bad for this Eventually, though. he turned his head and, despite his blindness, made focused eye contact with a scientist for the first time in his study. I, mean, I thought he took it out of his eyes. He, yeah. he whispered, I have spoken with God, and he has abandoned us. And his vitals stopped. There was no apparent cause of death. Uh, he, he died. That was the that was the cause. Have a chocolate frog, Harry. Maybe it was they took off his fucking skin. Maybe that's why he fucking Snape, died. Snape pushed me off a parenting. Always. Also, be an atheist. Fly, you fools. 
follow-up study in 2000 doctor girlfriend <laughs> department of neurology hospital name withheld san francisco california recent study of a degenerative disease which targets the motor function and cognitive decline often leads to hallucinations of the deceased the death of targeted cells and chemicals in the brain by this disease leads to loss of smell among other senses the cause of the disease is unknown Hallucinations presented in 39.8% of the patients falling into three categories. A sensation of a presence, person, a sideways passage commonly of an animal, or illusions. Present in 25.5% of patients, an isolated occurrence in 143 formed visible, visual hallucinations present in 20... This is a lot of numbers, man. And none of them matter. 22.2. They all and, matter. Oh, for visual. Okay, so visual and then auditory hallucinations at 9.7%. Continuing study in San Francisco, California, 2003 to present day. If you add up all those numbers and then turn your calculator it is, upside down, it's, it's, it says boobs. Boobs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say 666, uh, six, six, but boobs, yeah. is, boobs is better yeah. in, in every way. Um, yeah, so that was a story. That was good. That was I feel like we read that. Um, so Russian sleep experiment has a lot of similarities. They like attack each other and shit on the brain and like, but Russian sleep experiment is an overall better and probably older story. Maybe I read that. That is, it's episode 10. You and I read it. No, 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 no. Maybe I read that story. Oh, that story is loosely a lot like the plot of, um, a movie called Martyrs. Which is itself. It's a French film. And then it came to America, and it was called something else, I believe. Or the American version is also called Martyrs. But, um, yeah. You were going to say. Next story you read. <clears throat> Which is... No, I want to talk about Martyrs. Didn't you have anything to add? No. No, I don't know. Martyrs um, is is allegedly one of the scariest movies ever made. And really? And that is because it is the most graphic at an NC-17 rating. But France is a lot more... They don't give a shit. So I think they give it a R over there, but it wasn't allowed to be, like, in theaters over here. And the, the thing of Martyrs is um, a cult gets two girls, throws them in a basement, and continues to do uh, experiments on them so they can communicate with God. And the mm. idea is that they start torturing them. They put them... They literally torture them to the point of being on the brink of death. And the idea is that... Only closest to death will you be able to transcend it, almost Hellraiser-esque, but real. And that's a lot like um, Russian Sleep Experiment, too. Wow. So the idea is that they remove that? all of the skin of one of the girls, so she's sitting there in a writhing pile of some really good indie special effects Sure. Um, of blood and muscle, uh, really tough to watch them take skin off of her. Um, I haven't seen the American version. The French one was enough for me. Hmm. But um, the second girl escapes and comes back ten years later and tries killing the family that lives in the house. It's a pretty fun... Oh. It's a pretty fun revenge oh. French flick. Um, Martyrs is up there with uh, Salo, so- 100 Days of Sodom, and um, what's the Russian one? With the baby... The, a, a Serbian film. A Serbian film is uh, allegedly the most fucked up film of all time. Hmm. Featuring uh, baby porn. 
Oh. Someone fucking a baby to death. Oh. You don't really see it, but the idea is there. That's, that's not good. And that's enough. That's not good at all. Haven't watched Serbian film, never will. Oh. The end of the film of Serbian... Uh, the end of Serbian film is... Um, well, the idea is a, porn, a Russian porn star gets hired to do more and more fucked up things and, you know, he keeps saying no, but he needs the money, so he comes right. back and every time... You know, it's kind of like Seven, the part where the guy fucks the girl with the knife strap on. Like, he didn't yeah. know what he was getting into until he got in there and people put a gun to his head and said, fucking do it. Right. So a Serbian film is like that, but it's a whole fucking movie. So at the end of it, you know, he, he kill fucks his wife and finds out that his son was watching the entire time. It's just not... Overall... Not great. Not a fun, not a fun date night. Movie. Or he's fucking his son, and his wife is watching. It's one or the other. He's kill. As fucking, you do. He's kill fucking someone, and you someone do. else is watching. You do. Um, after fucking a baby, I believe. That's the other hard to watch. Scene. That's great. Yeah, fun times, man. Wow. Cool. So um, we're gonna we're gonna read uh, <laughs> we're gonna read a couple more, and then we'll stop. Um. Let's read. Let's let's finish off with some toasts. They're shorter. They're quicker. And they're, and they're more Done. stupid. Well, you know this one. This is a fun one. You know it. We know it. It's good. Oh, okay. This okay. one's called okay. wristbands. So for the rest of the episode, by the way, every fifth line, I'm gonna read like Captain Death. So excited. Okay. Okay. Wristbands. Toast. When you're admitted to the hospital, they place on your wrist a white wristband with your name on it. But there are other different colored wristbands, which symbolize other things. The red wristbands are placed on dead people. On dead people! God damn it. There was one surgeon who had worked on night shift in a school hospital. He had just finished an operation and was on his way down to the basement! He entered the elevator, and there was just one other person there. He casually chatted with the woman while the elevator descended. When the elevator door opened, another woman was about to enter when the doctor slammed the close button and punched the button to the highest floor. <gasps> Surprisingly, the woman reprimanded the doctor for being rude and asked why he did not let the other woman in. The doctor said, That was the woman I just operated on. She died while I was doing the operation. Didn't you see the red wristband she was wearing? The woman smiled, raised her arm, and said, Oh my god, something like this? Gucci mainline, baby. Oh my god, I'm also Shit against. is hot. Shit is hot. If ghosts are that common at the hospital, that doctor needs to be mm-hmm. more aware. He needs to think about his decisions and Like, career. what is he doing? Go back to the... Go back, go to, back to med school. Kid. Go back to med school. Go back to touching dudes' prostates. Get, get, go back to your prostate exams. Yeah. You, thought, you oh, can do it. I it's hate not, being a proctologist. Let me work in this hospital. Maybe don't, dude. Um, I, like wrist, I like wristbands. Wristbands fun. It's a pretty simple... Yeah. Uh, well-known sh- shorty, shorty little bit bib. I will not take offense because my my point of reading stories like this is um, they are stupid, and I know they're going to be stupid. And even if they're not, they're going to be. Uh, no, I like wristbands. Wristbands are self-contained. No, no, no I'm just saying the way I read. Oh yeah, I love the way you read. <laughs> I, I could listen so, to like so troll, four hours of you. We reading. we do so many troll pastas in the first you know twenty episodes. That I kind of stopped doing them because they were so fucking heavy. And it, it's tough to get that, you know, anyone to listen past episode, you know, fucking, I don't, I don't even know. A thousand. Like yeah. 15. Yeah. If, uh, if they don't, if they don't at least have a sense of humor to understand that we're reading 
stories that are purposely written terribly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this one's called Mirrors. You got them in your bathroom. You got them maybe in your bedroom. That's you're not supposed to. It help. It um, it's not good for your um insecurities and your like depression and stuff to keep a mirror in your, oh, your bedroom. Okay. And if you're a Dracula, you don't you don't have any mirrors. Sure. If you're a vampire, I mean. <coughs> anyway. Mirrors from Toast. The next time you're alone in your room, turn down the lights. Think of something on your body that varies in length. Such as hair. Just hair. Nothing else. Varies in size and shape girth. It must be clearly viewable from your perspective. Grab a <laughs> This story is just getting worse. Grab a ruler. <laughs> And measure your hair. And looking in the mirror, quickly grab a hair at random. You must confuse it. Hold it in position as best you can and note the length. Look down. Yours will be different. Don't look back up. Don't turn your back to that mirror ever again. That story sucked. What? <laughs> That was the worst. That should have been in Games with Ghoulies Part 3, because that oh, story wasn't a story. So, did it, was there just a monster in the mirror? The, that's what it's saying. <laughs> have you, haven't you read, like, any of the mirror creepypastas before? No, I have, yeah. Like, even the short ones where it's like, I just saw the mirror move. <gasps> yeah, no, I read those, but I didn't realize you could pull your own hair out, and they'd be like, oh, it's... 67 millimeters, and then you look down, and it's 68 millimeters, and you can never use that mirror again. It's funny, like, the story just ends. It doesn't even say, like... Because it gives you the wrong size hair. <laughs> That's why it doesn't measure the length Your mirrors, like, like, later next week, you're, like, trying not to look at it while you're taking a shit, and your mirror's just like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. sorry I wasn't looking at the ruler right. <laughs> I was off it's my like, you could trust me. I'm trying, I'm being honest with you. Jefferson. I'm being honest. Jason. That's what you, that's what you wanted. Jefferson. It's Jeff gonna be that long. Jen's just give long? it some time. It's nine inches, let's promise. This next story is called The Green Man. I would like to think of myself as a bit of a green man, if you know what I'm saying. I don't. Weed. Like you're a fan of the green mile? <laughs> Weed. Oh. Yeah. Marijuana. Yes, sir. A while ago, my older sister, who had run away from home ten years ago, and who had not contacted us all this time, bitch, suddenly came back in the middle of the night. There was only me in the house then to receive her, since our parents were out for the night. <laughs> I don't like how this is going already. My sister seemed scared of something and she kept trembling. Please don't leave me alone. I don't want to go back. I want to... I don't... What? I don't want to go back. I don't God want damn. to go back. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. And she cried and clung to me desperately. She was in a total panic. And all I could do was take her to her old room on the first floor, which had been left exactly as it was where she left ten years ago, and lay her down on the bed. Why is this happening? Thinking it would calm her down, I said, I'll bring you something to drink. And tried to go out of the room. My sister cried, don't go, please, please don't go. I'm scared, I'm scared. The moment I stepped out of the room, the door banged shut behind me on its own. On its own, it's in italics. And from inside the room, I heard my sister scream, Ariga. 
The green man is coming. That the green, green man, man is coming. coming. The green man is coming. The green man is coming. The green man is coming. Oh, the green man is coming. Dropping his new mixtape 2018 Jingle Phillips. When I finally managed to pry the door open, my sister had already disappeared. I looked under the bed, in the wardrobe, and in the loft, but there was no trace of her anywhere. We still have our tattered shoes at the front door. It wasn't just a dream. She just disappeared. I would think it's safe to say that your sister has a couple issues that you need to, um, you guys need to have an inter- intervention. She is most likely addicted to... Methamphetamine. I was going to say heroin. Yeah. 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 But then she would just be sleepy. On my hypothesis, yeah. my idea is she's she's actually trying to work on her techno banger. And she's like, Green man's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green yeah. Man. And she's got too. like a That's Euro beat behind it. Yeah. And then a record producer comes in from the mirror, right? The story had nothing to do with a green mirror. Person. And he's like, Hey, yo girl, I'm the green man. Come, I'll produce you. I got that green for you, girl. Exactly, yeah. I'm we're gonna make a hot track and you're gonna smoke weed. And she's like, yeah, my fucking brother's a dork, mm-hmm, idiot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's wearing he's his fucking, fucking steal his weed all the time, bro. He had like a half chub when he was hugging me oh, earlier. Fuck. And then, yeah, and then she left. That's it. I get it. The, the like, the post-reading that story realization that we never even get a description of a green person. Well, he's a green man. so fucking disappointing. He's a green man. He's green. But... Well, He's a man. To what effect? He was coming. And he was great. <laughs> Send the sensual eye contact at that. Okay, this... Uh, do you want to read more, or is this good? We good? I'm... Dude, I'm good. Wrap I, it up. I, I, don't, I don't think we can get better than... <laughs> um, no, I'm going to read one more. But that's that's just because Done. you started. Done. Uh, this is the last one, guys. Done. This last story on the thrilling... Episode 80... This is 87, I said? You mixed me up in the beginning by saying 86. 87. 87. Uh, no reservations. This is the big head-o. We read a story in Search and Rescue about a um, homunculus of sorts. We did? Uh, the more I think about that, the more terrified I am. Could you imagine a, a, gi- a giant face with little limbs just walking it's around? It's not great. Yeah. No. A regular show kind of makes a joke out of it, but thinking about it in real life context or even someone with a body, but it's like super fucking small. Yeah. And their head is the same size as their fucking body. Like a baby, but a big baby. Like a Vern Troyer, but not Twice. a midget. Yeah, yeah, but twice, like yeah. stacked on top of each other, and then you know he wears he wears a trench coat and he tries to get into movie theaters. Hello. He tries to get into rated R I'm movies. I'm over eighteen. Or he tries to get on roller coasters. This the show. Let's see if two Verns can make two Verns. Two, two in two, two in the Vern is one in two the bush. Verns don't make it tall. Big head of hoe from Toast. A few years ago, I suddenly remembered about a village I once visited. It was a friendly little village I discovered by chance while traveling alone. 
I stayed there overnight and received a most heartwarming welcome. For some reason, I don't know, I felt an urge to go there again. I have good memory and was pretty confident that I remembered the way to get there. Once near the village, I spotted a familiar signpost from my car, which, if memory was right, should have read blank kilometers to blank village name. But strangely enough, all there was on the sign were the words, THE BIG HEADO! I had a bad feeling when I saw it, but still decided to drive on. <coughs> When I arrived at the village, I found it deserted, and all the houses were buried in weeds. Yeah. Oh, you flip yeah, that shit. You harvest that shit. You flip that shit. And you make that city. The green man's coming. The green man's coming. The green man's coming. The green man's coming. So, uh, he, uh, I was gonna say, uh, Big Hedo is what I'm gonna start calling my, like, super highs. Like when it goes to the hedo, and you're just like, oh hedo, <laughs> like, that's the big hedo. That's the big hedo right, right there. Like I'm gonna get a two foot, I'm gonna get a three foot bong, and I'm gonna call it the big hedo, and that's how we get there. There you go. And it's all about them weeds. I was deeply puzzled and was about to get off the car. I was on, <laughs> I was on top of it when I saw about twenty meters ahead of me something that looked like a human with a very large head looming out of the bushes. What? The, he literally is starting to like talk in his head as he's writing the story. What? What is that? There are no quotations. While I was trying to understand what was going on, I saw other similar creatures coming out all around me. Moreover, they started to come after me, moving in a grotesque manner with their arms lying still against their sides and their large heads swinging side to side. It's my new dance. It's called the Big Head Up. I was glad I hadn't left the car, but you were <laughs> but you were on it. You went off the car. I let the car run backwards at lightning speed and joined the main road. He's Afterwards, I checked my map, but the location of the village I visited a few years ago and the place I went on that day were unmistakably one and the same. However, I don't think I will dare go there ever again. Unless I'm looking for that weed in that big head girl. Ah! Uh, big head He was on a horse. That was... Um, it's, uh, it, it's clear he oh, was on a horse. Oh, if you replace the context, that could be a very chilling period piece. Mm, the Big Hedo. It's like an Indian And village. then I rode across the bridge, and I found the Big Hedo. I once was... And he chased me on his black horse, throwing his large head at me as it yelled, Fuck you! <laughs> Master Thomas, that was a very terrifying story. Well, thank you, young Master Timothy. <laughs> That's the new present. That's the new period that story takes place in. What? Anyway... So that was the I big, thought that was the new format of your show. That was oh the God. that was the big. It could be. No. I started. <laughs> I started. I had this idea. Um, well, it's not an idea. It was more so uh, a thought. If you if you were to be on any other show, like you, person, you could probably. You have a really nice radio voice. You do, and I think. If you set your mind to it, 
You could get on NPR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to. My question to you, in this thought that I had, yeah, while editing your episodes, because the quality has improved. You know, we made it to episode eighty-seven. Congratulations, folks! Uh, episodes are now on iTunes, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Holy shit! Yeah. Um. I mean, at the time of this coming out, I guess 69 was the first time that they, like, were came to iTunes. But regardless, they've been on iTunes and Stitcher, unless we've gotten kicked off already. <laughs> uh, we'll delete that later. I had this, like, thought, and I was like, well, who was the most listenable on the show? And I always, I know I say it all the time, I give people your episodes when I want them to listen to the show. But who would actually be good? At, at DJing or radio hosting or even perhaps running their own podcast. And I was like, yeah, if Django had a podcast, I would, I would listen to it. Even if it was about, like, politics. It wouldn't be about politics. I just, I'm just saying. It would be about knife sharpening. Knife sharpening. I would have a knife sharpening podcast. Mm. We'd have 280 episodes sponsored by Squarespace. How, how long would the episodes be? 45 minutes. Wow. It's a long time. It is a really long... It's a big investment. Yeah. Let's get the math. The first three episodes are about how to sharpen a knife. You said 208? 280. 45 minutes. Oh, 280. 280. 45 minutes. 45 45 minutes of of content. I'm sorry. Running time is an hour. That's understandable. There's 15 minutes of ads. But that's still 12,600 minutes you're going to have to talk about sharpening knives. Yeah, but I... Sure, I could. You can talk about how you sharpen them, right. <clears throat> like, forwards, and then you can go backwards. Mm-hmm. You can talk about, like, how, And you like, just did it in ten seconds right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You could talk about how, like, knives, sometimes they have big knives, and you and they're for things, and then sometimes they have for small other knives. Stuff. For other stuff. And then you talk about exactly. how you sharpen them. Exactly. Each episode, you talk about a different Ex- one that you sharpen? No. You, you switch it up sometimes. You just... Yeah, I think we would probably do most of the like content One episode, five, you're like, scimitars. Five episodes. Yeah. I think. And then the rest of the 275 episodes would just kind of be a... Do you, like, travel continents and, like, find fun new ways to sharpen and look at <laughs> and look at sharp things? Basically, yeah. That I mean, you, the podcast takes place in one place, but, you like, your, your travels have brought you many experiences. Exactly, exactly. I've been to, um, uh, Tennessee. Applebee's. Applebee's. Uh, Dunkin' D's. I've been to Hercules. Australia. Australia. Antarctica. We did a nice sharpening special there. What did they learn, yeah, in Antarctica? Uh, they talk about, we talked about, like, ice knives, um, and then we talked okay. about, like, sharpening a prepared. knife with seal blubber. I think you're ready uh, to go to the website. having this. sex with seal blubber. Mm-hmm. We talked about eating seal blubber and, like, the kind of knives that you need to cut through seal blubber. Uh, and then... How many times do you think you say seal blubber in that episode? In those 12 episodes? It's a 12 episode series. 12 episode arc. Yeah. 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 And, and arc. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we probably, we probably say still around, around, around one time. I think. Oh, I don't know if I'd listen to that. Well, <laughs> can I, well, can it's I, happening. Can I bump You want to plug it? Yeah. Can I plug your, yeah, do you mind? All right. Um, if you're listening, uh, we have a new podcast. It's called uh, Sharp It. And uh, it's with me, Django Phillips. Um, it's right now sponsored. Do you go by Django Phillips? Not. I go by Django Phillips because it's sharper. 
Um, they asked you for an edge, and that you, you and I was you like, oh, Shango, you need Shango. So my my, yeah. uh, my old roommate used to have a pet snake. His, its name was Papa Shango. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the snake should listen to my show. And the the first listener. first one hundred listeners, um, we just partnered up with Brilliant.org, so they made a new course for me. It's on knife sharpening, and the first one hundred listeners got a ten percent discount. So it's only going to be three hundred dollars for the course. Um, and so, I'm glad to find to see that you're finding such a backing. Yeah, to, uh, to really, the level of of uh, success that we've gotten so so quickly is kind of insane. You ever yeah. mention uh, lots of pasta on? Um, are, you, are you allowed to? Yeah, we did. We did on 241, and Nike immediately dropped us. They said, we're not doing your show anymore. And we said, okay. So we, we, since then, no. I'm sorry, Shango, but in, in episode 47, you, you referred to a person as a retard. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta let you go, man. I'm sorry. You sharpen shit so fucking good, but we gotta let you go and fucking I'm fucking sorry, man. No, That's don't hug me. Exactly what happened. Yeah, it was hard. So now we have a new sponsor, by the way. Um, the fill in. Uh, it's called Sand Camp. Uh, you call. It's forty five dollars a week. Every two weeks, they get a truck full of sand and they put it on your front lawn. You just do with it whatever, whatever you have to, and then you can return within ninety days. Uh, Sandcamp, Sandcamp.com. Is that the new for for your show? Yeah, that's my new. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We're getting so far away from lots of pasta, and I'm I don't. So, it's I feel so bad. tough. It's so tough. I, I feel had bad to, plugging. I had to think about. Yeah. I had to think about anyone. Any one person who funds. Yeah. Lots of pasta, and. Uh, Sandcamp. I couldn't think of any. I just started paying for SoundCloud. I remember saying on like your episode 10 or like 16 or something, I was like, I don't think I'm at that point yet. And I don't know when I will be at the point where I could start throwing money at this project <laughs> every month. Well, we've, we've reached it. We're, we're a year into this and fucking like, show. And, it was and like two, two months later and you were like, or two weeks later or something. And you were like, yeah, let's start paying for SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm not paying for SoundCloud. Um, I started, and then I quickly realized it was a bad idea. Now I'm at a financially responsible part in my life, and I can afford paying for it. So now my weekly updates are going to be pushing SoundCloud all the time instead. And of course, mentioning iTunes all the time. That's probably going to get really annoying, but it it is the most accessible of all of the platforms, and surprisingly... One of the easiest to get onto as long as you get that RSS feed. I'm not shocked. I'm not, I'm not super surprised. You know what? I had I had Punxsutawney Trill mm-hmm. on an episode, and he was telling me that they there there is absolutely no team of people scrubbing submissions for for any information. And I was like, Are you fucking serious? Are you serious? They're a huge they're the Disney of audio right. content. Right. They're the fucking megalomaniac of that industry. So how the fuck don't they have people? People scrub Disney shit. Anything tagged Disney, keyword to Disney, SEO on Disney over here. He's fucking killing himself 
from trying to remove every like fan submitted porn image of Mickey blowing Goofy. <laughs> But there's no one on fucking iTunes scrubbing podcasts for, like, offensive or radical shit. The most bounce back I think I'd get, because our intro and our outro are both remixes of random fucking songs. So they're totally whole parody creations in themselves. Gotcha. Not worried about that. But Viacom flagged us on fucking YouTube for using the Are You Afraid of the Dark for 20 seconds. Oh, okay. Whenever I mentioned Disco Dracula. So stupid. So fucking petty. So the minute I heard that, you know, the minute I felt that Mm. on YouTube, I never even thought about going to iTunes. And then it takes me 85 fucking episodes for someone to tell me, like, no, they don't. iTunes doesn't give a shit. The minute that happened, the minute that door was opened, that was I, in less than a 24-hour period, my podcast was approved. Yeah. I had 69 fucking episodes to submit, and they were just like, no, you're good. Mm-hmm. You can now download them. They're, yeah. up, they're up there. Totally free. They just, they if they like it, it's just a boys club. If they like it in the first five minutes, they post it. If they don't, they don't. That's it. That was the thing, though. In episode three, we use, like, I have to introduce... Disco Dracula, so naturally, when I say it in the first like three minutes of the show, is why it was so easy for Viacom to tag episode right. three. Right. iTunes doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And that's and that's the most chilling of all. Chilling. Is iTunes that, is haunted. Is that even 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 though I have an agreement with my ambient music guy, I'm still worried that any other company might find out about us using music. And just being like assholes to us. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my fucking nightmare. We lose this show from some for some bullshit reason. But I think we're good for at least a hundred episodes. I think we are too. Um anyway, that was me like ranting there at the end about the show getting up on iTunes. So I did I did all that work. Check out Lots Pasta on iTunes. The forward. um I and just just this one time I'm gonna list is now up on Google Play. So if you have Google Play Music, if you're uh, Android or any of those user, Google Play is um, is there. Uh, as we already mentioned, iTunes, the entire 69 episodes are up on Google Play and iTunes. Last FM, so last.fm for those re- online radio listeners or anyone who has like a subscription for something they could use in their car, um, like a serious radio, I think, picks up Last FM mm-hmm. if you download it. Uh, it's there. Stitcher, which is one of the more popular, I think, free... Yeah, I'm listening to uh, My Favorite Murder on Stitcher right now. Uh, we're, we're up there, too. Uh, Blueberry, which is B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, and our iTunes import RSS feed that just adds on to things being added to the podcast section on iTunes, so that it's like a shout-out for free um, with their own source. And naturally, we're always on Mixcloud... We're always on podcasts.com and now officially home at soundcloud.com with full artwork and track listing in complete form. And as also, as always, for the lazy listeners, uh, we're 20 episodes behind, uh, and that's the way it's going to be. So if you want to get current, listen to it in audio form, but it is also up on YouTube. And the 50th just got put up there. So it took 50 uploads on YouTube to 
get me to pay for the show and for it to get on iTunes. <laughs> so I, right. I, I dipped my toe in the water with YouTube and it bit me and I don't know why I was surprised, but I was, and it made me cautious about iTunes. I thought if I got burned on iTunes, I would get burned everywhere turns else. Turns out iTunes is a... It's the biggest... Wave pool. Easiest, yeah. Yeah, it, abs- it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're up on all those sources, so give us a listen. Uh, you, you've mentioned that uh, in some passing time recently, you, you might give episodes a listen. Have you given any episodes a listen? Absolutely not. That's okay. That's okay. But you, you, I'm getting there. You, um, it's enough to experience it. It's only added when you see other people's flavors yeah, on, on the show. Because yeah. literally, it, we've had 22 guests in a, in a year. Um, they all bring different things to the table, and we all read different stories on each episode. Yeah. It's, it's a different show every fucking episode. It's, it's crazy. But anyway, this was uh, Django Phillips. Django. And Captain Death. Captain Death. Episode 87. 86. What would you name this, if you can give it a title, this episode? The Green Man is Coming. The Green Man is Coming. The Green Man is Coming. Green with threes instead of E's. The Green. Make it rain. The Green Man, two N's, is coming. C-U-M-I-N. Cumin. (laughs) The Green Man is Cumin. That's it. That that hurts a little bit to think about, but it's happening. Pause. Print it. It's happening now. Do it. What's the background image? Post Malone? Uh, um, Smile Dog. What's, his name... His name is... <laughs> I went from Post Malone to Smile Dog really Fetty... Fetty, Fetty Wap? Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. 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 Yeah. Wap. All right. Fetty... Maybe I'll do a... I'll, Fi- maybe it'll be his hand that's Freddy? happening. Freddy? And in his hand, he has Frederick, like fr- Fruity Pebbles. Freddy... Freddy Wap. Fred, Fred, Frederick Wap. Frederick Wap. Yeah. It should that be a picture of Frederick Wap. For sure. That would be a good title too. Yeah. Frederick, Frederick Wap. <laughs>